Hello, welcome to episode 50 of the Horror Dads podcast. It is Friday, Halloween Eve. Halloween two days Eve. Yeah, Halloween Eve Eve. Eve Eve. This is a milestone episode, man, and we're joined by some... The big 5-0, and we have... Who do we have, John? We have Brian Schof and Matt Pepler from the Post-Credits Podcast, two of our best friends in the podcasting game right now. What's up, boys? Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween. Oh, Thanks for having us back. Oh, thank you for Can being feel here. Feel it in the air. Yeah, you guys like uh, really are kindred spirits of ours. You've you've been on in the past a uh, couple times. We've been on your podcast. Uh, we talk really regularly. Uh, have a lot in common. Jamie and I might possibly be fans of Matt Pepler. I can't tell. My <laughs> I wife, can't tell. My wife's really really <laughs> complaining about the number of packages coming to my house with your name on them. Um, yeah, but you can just make your paychecks out too yeah seriously (laughs) you really should do a subscription box matt just for john yeah just like a monthly john sends you 50 bucks a month and you just send him like yeah dude 900 bucks a month we're set yeah and yeah send me fucking everything perfect okay 900 dollars a month all right you you do make art only for you yeah (laughs) um but what are we here to talk about boys we're gonna talk about the halloween universe right yeah, yes. I think yep. we're going to focus primarily on the first movie, but then we're going to just kind of so, do a general discussion of the entire franchise, yeah? Yeah, and I th- I think, so initially we were talking about taking the path of like talking about Halloween 1, 2, and H2O, um, which are some of our favorites, obviously. Um, yes, but, it, uh, it, it's a Halloween universe. Yeah, we're going to... We're gonna, One of three, <laughs> or yeah. four, if you count Rob Zombie, you know? No, we don't. So. We, we don't do that. Nor should anyone. Yes. (laughs) We're going to weave in and out from some different films and some different universes, uh, but this is going to be fun. Uh, But, but Matt and, uh, and and Brian have agreed here to, to join us on our normal stuff. But before we do that, let's catch up on what you guys have been doing. So uh, talk about your most recent podcast episode that you've released. And then Brian, I know you've had some super uh, fun film activity going on, Matt, you always have, Uh, great stuff going on but this is your season and and, you know black friday is going to be coming up which is big time for you so uh i know that's a lot but let's do it in that order recent episodes brian update matt update so go ahead guys well yeah we just wrapped up our like post-mortem month of october where it was just celebrating all horror like the whole month and uh the last episode we did was with uh a professor of horror (laughs) as much as he would hate to hear that uh (laughs) Um, he loves to hear that. It's yeah, just, you know, it, it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a professor at Webster University uh, near St. Louis. Um, but we had him on to discuss a uh, uh, Frankenstein uh, must be destroyed, which is one of actually my favorite Hammer horror movie. Uh, so it was really fun to kind of like pick his brain on someone who's so knowledgeable and like on the spot, like knows ins and outs of the movie it was just incredible yeah and he also contributed several articles to a book the pictorial history of hammer horror which is a great coffee table book um i didn't know we were going to talk about that here i i've got my copy in the other room awesome so and brian you've been pretty active you know you're a filmmaker right and you are involved in the Mm -hmm. filmmaking space um so what have you been working on? We we follow your Instagram. We saw some some people in costume. You being one of them. So what, what what's been going on? Yeah. So uh, I've yeah you know now that uh, the vaccines are out there and people can get back to filmmaking proper and 
um, I've been working on stuff again. So 2020 was kind of like the dark period where everyone <laughs> went away and it wasn't safe yeah. to be around people. Uh, I worked on a show. It was like a ghost hunter reality thing, which was interesting because we got to film in one of the most haunted places in Michigan, allegedly. Oh, where's the that? LO, the, uh, the Eloise Psychiatric Hospital in Westland, which the basement has been flooded for the last hundred years. And oh, we were sure. one of the first film crews to go down there and film a show. Um, you know, regardless of what your belief on this sort of thing is, I just wanted to run around and take photos in a creepy ass building <laughs> after hours. Cause why not? Right. Um, so that was fun. And then you get to say that you're one of the first people to go down there in a hundred years, you know, but, but was this um, a pro- like a, a thing that you spearheaded like a private project or did you do it for somebody or was it part of a network thing? Like what was, yeah, I, I, I worked with a friend of a friend and you know, that's kind of a nice thing of like, I just know enough people where you, you kind of never find yourself out of work, you know, yeah. where like your reputation precedes yourself and Hey, that guy's got his head screwed on straight. We need someone to orchestrate this, that, or the other. And I've got gear and, you know, we can get in there and make things happen. So, um, that show is still kind of getting kicked around to networks and whatever the fate of that is, I don't know, but that was fun. And right now I'm working on a new movie, like my own personal new movie. I'm trying to make it the scariest thing I've ever made. It's, It's a heartwarming tale about a young woman whose shadow is trying to kill her. And nice, uh, family comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Real, real, just heart. Yeah. Hallmark network stuff. Um, it's called fear of the dark and I'm trying to be better about social media, putting stuff out there. So if you follow me at bombastic entertainment on Instagram, there'll be photos of that out there. And then hopefully, um, end of year, early 2022, I'll have the finished product out there. That'll be on YouTube bombastic entertainment on youtube so that's what i've been up to and matt what have you been making that everyone on this call has been buying oh uh just a lot of horror posters i i mean i i wouldn't consider myself like generally just a horror artist you know but it seems like that's the only thing i've been making so I'm fine with it. I just got done like revisiting like some Halloween ideas. Like I redid uh, like a Haddonfield travel poster, but as a screen print. And then same with like a Camp Crystal Lake poster. And then did some other stuff. Like I got home after because I was just finished Motor City Comic Con and met uh, James Jude Courtney. And um, that like just talking to him, I was like, man, I should really like make a Halloween 2018 poster like specifically for that. So then I just like dove right into that. And uh, I think John, you did, you bought it already. So that's sure be out like tomorrow, by the way. Um, but other than that, I have been hitting the road hard over the last few months. So it's nice to have uh, restrictions lift up enough where we can actually gather in public. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So it's nice to, be able to go out to these uh, comic cons and horror cons again. I ended up, I've done nine this year 
and I still have three to go, including this weekend. Damn. So amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Yep, tomorrow, how to Halloween in Lansing and on Sunday and on how like on Halloween. So so we're we're uh, Matt, we're going to try and sync up with you here uh, toward the end of the month at uh, Days of the Dead in Chicago. Uh, yeah, so that's the plan um, to meet up with you there. All right. So if you're new to the show, um, our typical format is, you know, sometimes we do interviews or collaborations such as this episode, and sometimes you get just Jamie and I. Uh, so if, if you're just wandering in off the street right now, you have the pleasure of being joined by some uh, other great guys. Um, we always do an introduction before we get into the to the meat of the episode, and our introduction entails uh, what we've been watching, what we've been buying, what we've been wearing, and as family is very important to Jamie and I, obviously as dads, uh, we always do something family related so we'll go around the horn with those topics before we get into the halloween films so let's talk about what we've been watching jamie you want to start man sure so uh, i watched this movie called um i it, it's called the call the call yeah it's from 2020 it has uh lynn shay and uh what's that guy's name um tobin Brian. bell the guy from saw yeah tobin bell oh yeah yeah, yeah. um I will not recommend this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, wait, I think I saw the preview for it. Isn't it like Jigsaw light? Dude, you know, it is. It's like, let's just use every bit of saw that we can. This uh, new franchise oh is called Power so, Tool. The premise real quick is like <laughs> this. It takes place in the 80s. So like that lured me in. I was like, I'm in uh, anything that takes place in the 80s is like, just get me in there. Uh, but it's got uh, <clears throat> the the one kid from Stranger Things who's like the shitty friend uh, in the first season with like the freckles on his face and shit. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like the shitty yeah. friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he's like the main kid in this one and he moves to town and meets this girl who her sister disappeared at a young age. Uh, they claim it's from this babysitter who's Lynn Shay. So her and her friends like every, um, I don't know if it's like every summer or what, they go and they terrorize this woman uh, for, they think that she kidnapped the daughter killed the daughter or something the sister um so they just kind of terrorize her and then she she dies and then she like in her will she wants these kids to come and like make this call they have to call her from beyond the grave and then kind of one by one shit starts happening there's really no spoilers this movie sucks <laughs> it sounds super convoluted already yeah, dude but you just fucking like did you take notes while you watched this? That's the first like, 10 minutes. Very apt. Like, yeah. And Tobin Bell, he does this thing where like he calls each person one by one and he goes, Christopher. And it's like, hello, Christopher. And it's like, oh, God. It's like the exact same thing he doesn't solve. All right. So good recommendation from Jamie here. Everyone don't watch The Call. Yeah. The Call? Was that on, what was that on, Shudder? Sure. Disney Plus. Okay. Disney Plus. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like I, I'm sure you guys are the same. I have so many streaming things that I don't know what is what anymore. Yeah. I think Can't I'm watching keep track. Yeah. yeah, especially if you use like a Fire Stick because you you yeah, stumble across a title. Shoots. Yeah, and it, it brings in it yeah. aggregates everything. Um, Brian, what have you been watching, man? You know, I've been buying just movies on sale for Halloween because it you know it's the holy time and like oh I remember that that's cool oh <laughs> yeah. yeah five bucks sure. Um, Probably the only thing that I bought and watched that I, I think is worth mentioning is April Fool's Day. Oh, dude, um, so good. I love that movie so much. Did, did you get the Shocktober Scream Factory version of that? 
No, because I, I bought it digital, so it's oh, okay. whatever is out there. Um, I, I also bought Night of the Living Dead 90, the Savini version, Ooh, nice. which... I love that movie. I, I, I kinda, like it better. I kind of had to buy digital because, like, I, I don't like having two of the same movies on my shelf in different formats, and I can't <laughs> get rid of my DVD because Savini autographed it. Oh, so okay. it like they finally came out with like a good HD version of that. Um, so I bought that and then yeah, April Fool's Day, which uh, I haven't watched that in a long time. That movie's and that so was good, a lot dude. of fun. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think um, I've seen it. Oh, dude. Yeah, Matt, that's a wait. Did I uh, should I leave? Should yeah. I leave? Am so, I, can honestly, I no longer podcast or I, talk horror? I didn't I didn't <laughs> fully watch this film until probably. I I might be able to screen pass it to you. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, have to look want. at that on the phone afterwards. But it's, I think it's the movies everywhere thing, so I might be able to do that. Yeah, it was cool to see like Amy Steele from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. You know, she's a great actress in that, and then see her do something similar, but then you know, see kind of a softer, gentler side of Biff Tannen because he's in that. You know, and your name back Biff. before yeah. he kind of broke out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it was a, a good movie. Um, yeah, Matt, you got to check that out, man. I, okay. I I I think when I watched it the first time, I hated it because I expected more of a slasher film and a little bit less of the Agatha Christie thing. Yeah. And now that I'm prepared for that, and enough time has passed, it's like, nope, cool. Yeah, really enjoyed it. But uh, Matt, what have you been watching, man? Uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, but some of the highlights for me were like midnight mass. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I didn't understand. I didn't really understand like people's dislike for it. Uh, I thought it was as good as, uh, uh, Hill house. Uh, but then it's been like that Halloween 4k set Prince of darkness. Uh, just a, a lot of hammer horror. Uh, cause, um, scream factory had that sale. Yeah. So I picked up like five other hammer horrors that I haven't seen. What, what'd uh, you get? Uh, I got uh, Frankenstein created woman, uh, Brides Great. of Dracula. Um, Great. Uh, Frankenstein and the monster from hell. Yeah. Uh, and then um, maybe one other one. What was the other one? Uh, Dracula Prince of Darkness. Also great. If, if I could recommend one more while the sale is going get curse of the werewolf yeah it was in my cart that's the only like that is the only (laughs) film i own from that whole that whole set that's the only one i own brian and your opinion is i mean i love it um in fact my sister jamie's (laughs) wife bought it for me um for my birthday when we all lived together in chicago one year so well well, there you go man yeah Yeah. i i mean i actually have a poster for it somewhere around here I mean, I'm 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 playing catch up on all this stuff with the hammer yeah. horror. I have like seven others that I own. I think I'm doing a pretty good job of making my way through them. I actually yeah. just, just saying, started... don't give me any flack if I missed one in the. <laughs> but cart. while that one's on sale, <laughs> like you know, because it's a big discount, like it's thirty five dollars regular, yeah. eighteen right now. Whoa, yeah, like most of them are like sixteen or seventeen dollars that I snagged. So yeah. And that's such a better release because that was part of a Hammer Blu-ray set that's made the rounds. It's like eight films with like that one, Paranoiac, Night Creatures, 
all of them good movies, shitty transfers, <laughs> this <laughs> garbage. So that one thing, probably one of the best movies in the set. You can get it for the same price. Okay. Trigger. All right. I will I will loan you the money. You know what's great, Brian, is that's the set I just bought with the shitty transfers. So can't wait to dig oh, in. Oh I'm, I'm sorry. Can't wait to dig Did into you that. open it? Uh, Did you open it? I have opened it. I just haven't uh, dug in yet. I oh. but yeah, it's open, so, so it's mine now. I have made it non returnable and have yeah. not enjoyed it yet. <laughs> yeah. And apparently I won't. Um so I I watched through all the Halloweens this week. Um Except the Rob Zombies in preparation for this episode, uh, so I've been busy. I mean, with can that. you even call them movies? I mean, isn't a movie like supposed to be fun and entertaining kind of thing? You except know, except the cat turds that are the Rob Zombie films. Mm. Uh, They're bad. And you know what else I watched this week? Not by decision, but by the fact that for some reason, like I kept trying to put on Halloween Kills on Peacock. And every time I would select it, it would just start playing a different, like a, a movie, just a movie that I didn't select. I feel like this happens to you all the time. Dude, it, do, it does. So um, Your Next came on and I was like, <laughs> it started playing. And I was like, wait a minute. I just saw this in the theater. I had two beers. I wasn't hammered. What? Did I miss something? And then I was like, wait, this is Your Next. So I ended up watching through that. Um, that's a fun one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's an enjoyable one for sure. Um but yeah, I've been, I've been making the rounds. I feel like I'm doing it right. Um, I watched Trick or Treat this week uh, in preparation for Halloween. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to to leave anybody behind because Jamie and I often find ourselves on Halloween night scrambling to like watch through everything we've been yeah. waiting on, <laughs> and then we fall asleep at so, nine. Yeah. Just to clear the air, you have seen Halloween Kills. Yes, we both went to the theater oh, yeah. opening night. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. You just couldn't rewatch it on Peacock. On Peacock. Then. Well, I did. I was able to after I I went through a different mode and after I finished watching your next. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I did rewatch it. Uh, OK, yeah. funny. So Brian and Matt, we covered what you guys have been buying um, in the form of films. Uh, Jamie, you've been buying anything? I actually picked up some uh, Pepler items. What'd you get? To be honest, I picked up that new uh, Santa Mira, the Halloween three poster. Nice. Travel poster. And then um I also picked up a new notebook. I got the Thing notebook. Oh, dude. The Outpost. And win- winter's coming up, so that'll be your show note- Perfect, notebook yeah. for the winter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. I filled that. I, my previous notebook was the ne- Necronomicon, and I filled that one up. So. <laughs> it's funny because um, Matt will typically send us some extra goodies when we order from his shop. So he sent like a couple notebooks one time. And my kids love taking notebooks and like drawing pictures of them and stuff. Uh, and I found my daughter drawing my Necronomicon one. I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm drawing a picture. And I was like, I was going to take that one yeah. off you and give you this one. <laughs> I had one from work I gave her. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also, uh, did some shopping this week on Matt's shop too. Um, I snagged that new, uh, Halloween kills inspired print, which is fucking awesome. It's a Michael Myers mask. Um, kind of like, uh, side view um, at an angle. It's pretty awesome. And I also I grabbed that French paper uh, uh, Camp Crystal Lake poster. The French paper uh, prints are amazing because they're yeah. Thank you, dude. They're thanks a lot. I love that French paper. They're what like twenty four by thirty six. They're larger. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no 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 no. It's not twenty four by thirty six. It's eighteen by twenty four. But yeah, 24, uh, most yeah. of the posters that I uh, 
carry are like 12 by 18 inches so right. it's nice to like bring something different that's like a different style of um poster that i can or artwork that i can create yeah you they're, know? they're 72 by 88 they're the size of a fridge they're fucking awesome <laughs> yes. you'll love them so put it on the building <laughs> uh and i think i snagged a shirt too but yeah we're we're super excited and then Jamie and I, we talked about this last episode, but we we got our spook bags from Cavity Colors. We're we're waiting to open together. Um, we're either going to do that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, nice. Yeah. So we're super pumped for that. It'll be tomorrow because I didn't even bring mine. So. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, all right. So we cover what we've been watching, what we've been buying. Let's hit what we've been wearing. Go to family stuff and then jump into our episode. Yep. So, um, what are you guys? Uh, what are you wearing? Uh, I've been wearing a lot of Toxic Coffin. So those guys are fucking awesome. They are. And, um, they were really kind because I reached out to them because the, the, uh, Vincent price shirt that I got from you guys was actually destroyed. Uh, because of the car accident that I was in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I reached out to them cause I went to their site like a week after it happened. I was like, I'll just buy it again. Cause I really like their shirt and it was sold out. I was like, nah. in in my size, they still had it, but they didn't have any more larges. So, but um, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, uh, I kind of explained, not like in great detail, like what happened, because I didn't want to freak anyone out. They don't like really know me. <laughs> and uh, what but, has that stopped you before? What? Freaking, <laughs> freaking people out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a governor. I usually just Never. say what's on my mind. And <laughs> Never. Then I just get like some wide-eyed looks once in a while, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, uh, but um, yeah, they offered to like uh, replace it for free. And I was like, well, like, I, I mean, I'm t- I was just asking if you were going to get it back in stock. <laughs> That's all that I was asking. Uh, so I ended up doing an order with them and they put it in there for me. So they're, they're really guys, nice of them. And we, we had them on the show. I actually um, got a hat from them too. I forgot to mention that. Uh, that uh, All Hail Halloween with the Carhartt kind of logo. Yeah. Um, Which color did you go with? That's the one of the shirts that I got. Yeah. That I also so picked good. up. Um, all they had left was the orange. Yeah. The yeah. orange, yeah. But amazing human beings. Uh, Steven and Lance, we had them on the show a few episodes ago. Please oh, go yeah. over to Toxic Coffin, check them out. Uh, Lance is a, a patron of ours now, too. He's become a buddy, so um, please support those guys. Uh, so, Brian, you got anything on horror-related? You're on camera. I can't see. Yeah, no, it's it's totally lame compared to that. I went to Kohl's, and they had... <laughs> they, they, they had a Halloween 2 shirt... Five dollar shirts. It, it was it was two for twenty five bucks. Thank you very much, Mister <laughs> Matt Pepler. And I I picked up Halloween two and Gremlins t shirts. Oh, nice. So that that's what I've been rocking for the the last. And and I wore that to the uh, press screening of Halloween Kills, which was fucking bananas. That was really cool. My buddy at the uh, moviesleuth dot com got me to see that movie three days early. And I was just oh yeah, the I saw your post about how you had seen it in advance. You're like, I can't talk about it yet, but I can't wait till people see it. And I was like, I Fuck. yeah, that yeah. was so cool. Like, and just seeing people's reactions in real time, just like, yeah, oh man, like you know, yeah, yeah. very cool. Jamie, what about you? What what you got on over there? I'm actually wearing my Halloween H2O shirt from Cavity Colors, the pocket tee with the leaves and oh, did I one. buy you that? 
Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I love you. So. Oh yeah, it's with Michael Myers. Head, oh, head peeking out of the out pocket. The yeah. Oh, dude, I'll get in that pocket. I don't know if you guys can see. That I love thing. that shirt. <laughs> peeking out. And you got your uh, Haddonfield hat on over there. Oh yeah, I'm all decked out. <clears throat> your trick or treat hoodie, man. You're ready. Ready, ready to go. Level. Got my um, Sam underwear on. <laughs> For real? No. Okay. All right. Jason Borges. Well, I mean, knee pads on just in case I fall. Yeah. Oh, I am wearing. I may or may not have made fun of you for that. I am wearing my Halloween three socks too. That that is true. That is that is real. Um, I wore the shirt to the band I was going to see tonight. I've got a Matt Pepler shirt on right now. I've got my Outpost Thirty One shirt on. Um, Thank you. I have my Matt Pepler underwear on. (laughs) It's just a picture of his face. (laughs) A huge screen print of his face. Oh man, just uh, right over the package. But uh <laughs> yeah, I love this t-shirt though. Um and I was I was over my stepmom's tonight. This will actually uh segue us into our family thing. So I went over to my stepmom's tonight with my daughter uh who's 7 and um she and I both love Halloween and The Thing. Those are like the two movies we watch together every year. Um so I introduced my oldest daughter to uh like 50 or 60% of Halloween tonight. Um, I, I, I went through some, the tough parts, right. And it's cause she's only seven. Uh, so she, she got some of the, the dialogue between the friends, you know, walking around the neighborhood and, and some of the eerie peering through window shots of, of Michael, but none of the, uh, the killing. So, uh, it was, mm-hmm. it was great though, to have that experience with a, with my daughter and then B with my stepmom who loves that movie as much as I do. Like that's kind of our thing. So. That was a nice night. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, let's jump to you, man. You got any uh, family stuff? I know you're you're an uncle of two two girls. So you got anything fun? For Halloween? Or no. J- just horror related <laughs> in general. Well, what about the story about the uh, the posters? That'll work. Well, uh, well, the I mean, that's just my, my oldest niece. Uh, she watched. Um, never ending story and she loved it it was really uh really amazing because she we were just talking about movies in general and she just started reciting like everything that happened in never ending story i'm like oh check this out i made this <laughs> and she and it was like a ivory tower travel poster and she was like it she this was a few years ago so she couldn't wrap her head around that like I did that. <laughs> like she was like, she kept asking me questions about like, how did you make this? Like, what do you mean? But anyway, yeah. so she ended up like, she has it in her bedroom. And then the, my younger niece saw that poster in her bedroom and then had a atomic meltdown that she didn't have a poster <laughs> because you know, kids, you gotta, it has to be fair when you're right. with little kids. So now the littlest one who's never seen Never Ending Story also has an ivory tower poster in her bedroom. What just because uh, what ages are they? Doesn't even know why. I just needed <laughs> Yeah. Well, this was when they were like seven and four. Okay. Yeah, know? yeah. So that's like right right where my kids are. <laughs> yeah. Uh Brian, anything yeah. family related fun that you want to mention? Yeah. So they're right behind my niece and nephew then. Um you know. My nephew was a real scaredy cat and just afraid of everything. 
So I thought, okay, cool. Like my brother's been after me for years to go trick or treating with them. So it's like, I'll be a ghostbuster, right? Like I can protect you from scary things. So I'm a ghostbuster, you know? And it kind of worked and it didn't because he was like, what's a ghostbuster, you know, but like, because he started asking questions, that was neat. And then the next year I had enough garbage collected to build the proton pack and, and everything. So I showed him the cartoon and he started laughing and clapping. He was like, next year, I'm going to, I'm going to be a ghostbuster with you. So this year we're going to go and be ghostbusters. Oh dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Jamie, what do you got going on with your fan, bud? So one of the things I, when I had my first kid, the one thing I couldn't wait for was like when he goes to school and brings home Halloween, like drawings and stuff that he does, you know? Yeah. Little like crafts. And so he brought home this uh, amazing little like jack-o'-lantern that he drew with like a uh, nightscape, night skyscape. Um, So I was in heaven with that. I was loving that. And then my uh, youngest, he's been on this like journey for the past week to be able to sing the Halloween theme song. Um, So he's been like, he's just been trying and trying and he's only three and like, he just couldn't get the rhythm down, you know, like he has the the melody, the tune, he just could not get in. Like he just finally got it like yesterday. Um, John came over and was helping him kind of with the beat. And uh, so today he's just been walking around. (laughs) Well, that's that's Halloween too, buddy. So you're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. So that covers our intro stuff. Before we get started, though, a couple last minute call outs. Um, A, please check out the post credits podcast, which is uh, Brian and Matt's podcast. Uh, They they typically have a single film sort of model. Um, so all through mm-hmm. October, they focused on, on horror films, but they, they go beyond just horror. We also, we have a Patreon, uh, want to encourage everyone to check out. Um, we got a $5 tier and a $10 tier. So if you're interested in some additional content, please consider joining us on Patreon. We also have a web store, uh, horrordads.com. Uh, you can buy some merch. We just, uh, did a pre-order for a brand new design that Matt Pepler actually designed himself, which is amazing. I'm uh, pumped that it's coming out, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, the, the reception of it seems to have been like pretty yeah, great, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. so we're, we're super pleased and we can't wait to get that out. And um, I actually personally can't wait to have one on on my torso. So I'm looking forward to that, too. So uh, so we've got some new designs. So check us out on Patreon. Check us out on our web store, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all social channels that we uh, actively managed so please uh follow us on those social channels and i think we might have forgotten to plug andrew zider did we uh last time yeah i think so because he's one of our new patrons as well so andrew we fucking love you to death yeah thanks, uh, Andrew. you are one of the people that we uh grew into horror with uh living in chicago um and you also were a roommate of our best friend who's a pain in the ass so you know, God bless you for dealing with his shit. <laughs> a saint. Um, and also thank Andrew for the order. That was really kind of him. Did he order so, something? Yep. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> nice. What did he order? It's got to be the thing related. Yeah. Let me look. Yeah. It has to be out. out no. Past 31. It's not. Uh, the, the Halloween 1978 with uh, the collab with Joel Herrera and I oh, and beautiful. then the fog. 
Oh, nice. Oh, two classics. Last thing I want to mention too is our buddy Adrian Chilpa, um, who who we met actually from your first uh, appearance on the podcast, Matt. Uh, way back when he he was actually one of the winners of the giveaway. He got the Escape from oh, New nice. York print. Um, he's become a patron and and good friend of ours. Um, but he just launched his own uh, Instagram. Um, uh, he uh, he goes under the moniker of uh, Mago, I believe M A G O, uh, and his Instagram handle is uh, Mago Lives for his artwork. And he's a really awesome artist. He's a really awesome dad. He's a really awesome dude. Uh, he's got a wonderful wife and family, and he works for Ernie Ball, which is like rad as shit. And he sent me a bunch of guitar strings, which is so cool. Um, and he's just a great dude. Uh, so we wouldn't have that relationship with him, Matt, if it weren't for you. So let's just go ahead and say we love you, Matt. I know you won't say it back, but Adrian, we love you as well. well. It's, just say it. I'm, Tell me you love me. <laughs> All right, you guys want to get into some movies here? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Halloween night, a small American town, 15 years ago. Michael? I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. I'm totally charted. Just Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits is to have Halloween. <laughs> okay, Linda. Come on out. All right, so it is roughly 50 degrees, 48, I think, right now here in Youngstown, Ohio. It is cold. It is rainy. The leaves Same. are doing that thing where it's like sticking to your windshield. And it, yeah, it is. It is straight up fall Halloween time here. Like we are in this. This was the first week. 
In fact, I was in Raleigh this week or last week for work. And speaking of toxic coffin, I as soon as I got there, I was like, I wonder how far away I am from the Outer Banks right now. <laughs> Maybe I can meet up for a beer. And I was like, I am still so many hours away. Uh, <laughs> but it was like it was hot and it wasn't right. And I could not wait to get home to the cold weather and like just the fall time. So this is the here moment to talk about Halloween. Yep. We're here. So, Matt, I know you mentioned this the first time we talked to you on the podcast, but tell us about your first experience with the original Halloween. Like, when did you see it? God, you very young, like single digits age. Um, uh, I, my parents like it was I thought it was normal just to watch what adults watch, but. In reality, that's like not what every kid's like adolescence or youth was like. Uh, so, yeah, I remember like seeing this at a really young age, even like my mom dropping me off at Lansing Video, like a rental store to just like, yeah, go ahead and rent whatever you want. I'd always come out with like horror movies and most of them were <laughs> like it's the like, Halloween uh, or Nightmare on Elm Street Holocaust? What's that? She was like, Cannibal Holocaust? This can't be good. I think I think my parents might draw the line on something like that. I remember like they wouldn't let me see the crow because like they heard that there was a rape scene in it. So there was like some stuff that were like, no, you can't see that. Well, that's you know, so. Yeah. But then my dad takes me to see like Alien 3 on opening night, you know, which also has an almost rape sequence in it, you know, Very so close. <laughs> an, an, yeah. an actual rape sequence really yeah. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. no so, almost about it so you're single digits though matt um this yeah was a, this was a video store rental did you watch it by yourself yeah yeah, yeah. like i uh this was like oh matt's has four movies that he rented we don't need a babysitter <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know that's but, a whole night yeah, yeah yeah so i mean that's what it was like all the time was, so, was um, your sister into horror as well? Uh, she's, yeah, she's she likes it. You, right? um, but she'll she's not like us where it's like we seek out horror movies. But she like if I'm like, hey, you should check this one out. She does, you know, but it's not like she is itching to see the next great horror movie, if that makes sense. She likes them, but isn't like, I guess, a fan if that makes sense, is she, you know, that sounds negative, but yeah. it's like, it's different for us because it's like, yeah, we're excited about this stuff. Yeah. And it's not on her radar until it's like right in front of her face. But when she does well, watch it, just, she loves just it. To, just to crystallize that thought. I remember watching big trouble in little China. Oh my God. Sister. She said the most insulting comment <laughs> through the whole movie. But, like what? You know, she's like, Oh, that's Kim Cattrall. She's in sex in the city. Oh, yeah, okay. So this was she was interested because of that, but like the rest yeah. of the movies, like no, she said, uh, she said, <laughs> did the actors know that this movie was this bad? Oh, oh my god, yeah. So Listen. some some stuff like does go over her head. Jack, Jack <laughs> you Burton, know? Uh, is she older or younger than you, Matt? Older, she's older. three years older than me. Yeah. Okay, that's my gap with my sister too. Brian, what about you? When when did you first see this film? Um. And wait, I'm sorry, before you answer that, Matt, was this the first of the franchise you saw? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I saw them in order. But I mean, after they had come out, you know. But yeah, Yeah. I watched them in order. So, So Brian, uh, when did you first see it? And was it the first of the franchise you saw? 
I think it was. It, it was this one and or Halloween to the same night because I was trick-or-treating with a friend and then you come home and then Halloween's on TBS or whatever. The, Ted, uh, Ted Turner, TNT, right? <laughs> yeah, TNT, Horathon, that kind of thing. And... You know, I didn't have cable growing up. So Nightmare on Elm Street was always bigger in the sense that kind of had that like playground street cred where oh, there's these kids getting haunted at a school. And then you'd hear people talk about Freddy Krueger. Okay, fine. So that kind of coalesced in a different universe. But then I, I remember being a teenager and then coming home and then seeing like Halloween one and two as you're you're counting your candy to make sure that there's no razor blades in it, which never happened. Urban legend never happened. <laughs> well, have you Didn't seen happen. Halloween too? Because it happens there. Un, un, until recently, <laughs> you know, because things don't happen until they do, right? Yeah. Kids never got poisoned. It was always family members, blah, blah, blah. Never happened. It was always an urban legend until... Ah, you're an adult. Now it happened because people are fucking terrible. But, uh, you know, that, that was, that was it. That was my first experience with it. And then I worked at Kmart back when those roamed the earth back in high school (laughs) and, uh, Hey, Halloween. Yeah. I can own this, bought it on VHS and then watched it, loved it. One of the first movies I had in college back, you know, around kind of the heartbeat when DVD was coming in. Yeah, Mr. Fancy Pants over here shows up to like Eastern Michigan University with a DVD player. <laughs> yeah. And a whole bunch of uh, movies. Some of them were Halloween. Yeah, real, real, real richy rich here, right? You got to uh, understand, this is the year 2000. It would be yeah. like the equivalent of... Now we're dating of, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No one had a, like, no one had a DVD player that I knew of. We were still rocking, except this guy over here. That's why I was referring to him as Mr. Fancy Pants. It's like, I didn't have cable growing up. I'm going all out. If you guys want to hang tonight, I got... I'll be, that's what you I'll did, be playing right? The, the crow you know, in my dorm. people act like watching you know binge watching a, a a thing is something you just do now in 2021 you never bought a tv series on dvd you yeah. know yeah, you yeah. just put that in and it's like oh shit here's five hours like hook me in <laughs> yeah <laughs> make yeah. popcorn you know oh man i'll do that now james Jamie, what's your what was your first uh, experience? This is one with your brothers or something. Dude, right? I I actually don't have a uh, first like I don't have a first memory of this movie. Oh, that's crazy! I think yeah. I just kind of picked it up along the way. I I do remember specifically in I don't know exactly which grade, maybe third or fourth grade. I remember uh, Halloween Five had come out, and um, you know me with my upbringing, I was not really um, outside of my brothers showing me stuff I shouldn't see. I wasn't really. I exposed to a lot of uh, horror. Hollow and, uh, Prayer 5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember kids in school talking about, and I went to a Christian school, and I remember them talking about Halloween 5. Uh, and at the time, I, I didn't really think about it. And they were talking about the kids making out in the hay and Michael stabbing them with a pitchfork. And I was like, oh, God. You're like, golly, was the kitten okay? Yeah, they, right. Yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I, I somewhere along the way I started watching them all. I don't know which one I watched first, and so yeah, no distinct memory. But I have a distinct it, memory. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, no. Like I, I'm sorry to interrupt on that. It, it's just kind of coming back to me that the the first Halloween I saw in its entirety, similar to what you're saying, was Halloween Six. Yeah. Okay. My so my brother and his mine. buddies rented that, and then Hellraiser Four, the worst fucking oh, one. <laughs> you know, and, you and still then, like that's Bloodlines, right? That Four is Bloodlines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Alan, man, what a Alan piece of Smithy, shit. the director, <laughs> that movie. was not his real name, but that's a whole other thing. He had to have and a pseudonym because like, this movie sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, did, he didn't want his name associated, right? That's what happened? He's like, no, nah, I don't. <laughs> well, that's a classic I, Hollywood thing where you want yeah. your name taken off, so it's just you, Alan Smithia. Dude, uh, but Brian, that was my first experience, too. I remember I was with my friends in, um, I was living in Naperville, Illinois at the time, and we, I've told this story a couple times on the podcast, but we went and uh, it was a late, you know, late fall time. It wasn't necessarily you know two days before halloween like it is now but mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was close to the holy season right and they were like we're gonna rent halloween tonight that's the one with the guy with the mask he kills uh he kills the kids and all this shit and I'm, i was probably like probably eight or nine right um so single digit which is pretty young mm. uh mm-hmm. and i was terrified at the the prospect of this so we went to the movie store um, my friends there, me, Mike, Pat, and Steve, I remember, and uh, we rented what we thought was the original Halloween, but the cover is a little misleading, right? Because it, it says Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers. So I remember we were looking at it and we were like, all right, well, it doesn't have a two, three, four, five. So like this has to be the original, right? <laughs> uh, so that's we, we rented that one and the Burbs on the same night. Um, okay. And we went and well, we, at least you had some salvation, dude. you know? So we yeah. put, but we put on six, right? Everyone fucking falls asleep except me. So I basically watched this movie by myself at eight or nine years old. The whole thing plays out. I'm terrified as hell uh, watching this movie. And then afterwards I was like, I'll never ever go to sleep again. Right? Like th- <laughs> there's no way that this can happen. And then I was like, well, I'll put this other movie in. And then I put in the burbs and oh my God, that was like, my first love that I ever had in life was that film. Uh, That's nice. To this day, I still love it so much, but it was, it was, it was like my palate cleanser after watching something that really terrorized me uh, at such a young age. Um, And I don't, I don't know when I picked up, you know, the original Halloween Um, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sometime over the course of the next year, because I was pretty hooked on horror, you know, scream came out around the same time. So like it just started to become Mm -hmm. a thing. Uh, yeah. So this movie, I mean, it has been talked about so many times in so many ways. We know all the lore and the stories about the budget, uh, you know, costing what, $330,000 or 300, yeah, $330,000 being filmed over the course of just three weeks. 20 days, yeah. Yeah, it's, which is insane. And we were talking Such about, a fast turnaround. Um, we were talking about the Evil Dead remake the other day and how they did 70 days of night shoots. And yeah. it's like, oh my Jesus. God. Yeah. And we were talking about the concept, Brian, you can appreciate this too, of as non filmmaking people for Jamie and I, we hear people, and you know, 
you, you look at the Friday 13th part four thing, right? When she's like, oh, I had hypothermia out on that raft because mm-hmm. um, we were out there for so many days doing night shoots. And it was like, this was a fucking eight second clip in the film. How did you get hy- hypothermia after doing eight? When I record music, I'm like, all right, one take. That's good. That should that should do it, right? Um, yeah. But when you're a professional, I guess it's it's not how it works, right? So like, yeah, you're just out there for two hours for that eight seconds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is crazy, um, and it's crazy that this film is so perfect and it didn't, you know, I guess have have that, uh, uh, you know, strenuous uh, demonstration, but but Donald Pleasance was the, the real hire here, right? They brought him in for something around 30 grand. I think it was. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's, it's, that's where the real budget went through. They, they wanted Peter Cushing and, what are you making a hammer film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and just so much about this movie is, is, is fantastic it it really demonstrates you don't have to be to be gory uh to be scary um the score is everything uh it, it makes it so suspenseful uh throughout the the entirety of the film yeah the, the the lighting is so you know given the resources that they had and how much of it takes place at night you know like a third of the movie takes place at night and mm-hmm. um those shots are so well done um it was still cutting edge too because they got in ground floor on Steadicam to do that opening shot where that was brand new technology at the time. They used a cherry picker so, or whatever, right? Like when they did the, the, um, Oh, you're, you're talking about like the very, very, very establishing shot. Like the first, very, person? very first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where they're going through the house and the 78 flashback or, um, the, the 10 years prior flashback. I'm sorry. I just totally blew all credibility I had. But <laughs> You're not a filmmaker, you know, Brian. What the hell? But um, right there, you know, it, they were they still were, on the ground floor of that because only a handful of movies had even used that Steadicam technology. Like Rocky was in there. The Steadicam with the steps. Halloween was there. You know, it was like one of the first 10 movies to use a Steadicam in any significant way. And that's incredible because yes, it was low budget. Yes, it was outside, you know, on the fringe, but they still had new technology in a way where like nowadays, hey, you know, you've got this new stabilizer that DJI came out with. What are you going to do with that? You know, sure. so that was the level of thinking, but, you know, they they used it in a, a pretty revolutionary and, and effective way. And I think that plays to a lot of, what allowed the movie to be shot so fast because they, it it was very technically proficient for what we're doing X, Y, and Z, but the shots go on for a little bit longer. The scenes play a little bit longer. Right. So I think that not only contributes to the technical aspect, but the overall atmospheric aesthetic of the film, right? Because it's not just broken up bunch of shots let it breathe let it play let's let's walk through that house for five minutes find an invisible edit when 
Deborah Hill puts the mask over the camera. Okay, now we can reverse the angle. Dean Cundy and all of his assistants are running around, moving the lights around to reverse the the lighting because they didn't have enough lighting to go down the steps. You know, creativity absolutely breeds innovation. You know, not just here. It, it happened with Jaws. The shark never worked. It it never worked. <laughs> so how do we take this rubber turd <laughs> and make it threatening? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and in their own way, they did that with Halloween. But again, you know, that goes back to the statement, right? Where it's like creativity and limitations kind of go hand in hand. And I think that really separates the wheat from the chaff when you get into their and that's a big part of what makes this film so special. And it's so funny because growing up, you <clears throat> like when you grow up, like we all did after the fact, it's like you are instilled with the vision of Michael Myers, you know, like, you know, that that mask is ingrained in your brain, essentially. And you kind of forget that, like, for 90 percent of that movie, you don't really see the mask. You just kind of see parts of it, you know, like a little bit over his shoulder. And it's not until the end that you really get a clear view of the mask, you know? And it's like, you kind of, mm-hmm. you kind of forget that because you just, ass- that, like that image is just assumed. It's just ingrained. Yeah. I mean, from the get, um, the opening sequence, like the credit sequence, I love so much. I love it. Yeah. The way they do the slow zoom in on the pumpkin. And I love how that you can of- almost smell it. You know, oh, dude, and that's kind of like a weird thing to say, but like, that's how I feel about it. Like, you can almost (laughs) smell like the smell of a jack o' lantern burning, you know, burning. You know, what's funny is, uh, (laughs) speaking of which, a a little side tangent I know it's a a term Matt likes to use a lot. Um, not this past weekend, but the weekend prior, I I carved a jack o' lantern with my my girls out on the back porch, and then my wife handed me what I thought was just a standard candle, but it was scented. So the I, I put the kids down for bed. I had a bonfire going out. So I just like it was a Sunday late. Like I poured myself a glass of, of bourbon and I just like sat out there on the fire alone with the, the pumpkin burning. So it was just like a nice mm-hmm. moment. Halloween lights uh, all around me. I was like, what the fuck is that smell? I was like, it's this like musky like man. It smells like man's cologne. And I was like looking all around me and i was like is there someone like stalking around back here and then michael myers just standing back there smelling real good wearing chanel number five uh (laughs) no but i realized that my wife gave me a scented candle uh to put in the pumpkin so so you didn't even get the full so i didn't get what you're describing but yeah but this that that establishing shot is so amazing um uh with just the that really like boxy uh type um uh just bright orange on that stark black background and then it cuts to that that mm-hmm. sc- that screen you know Hall- Halloween 1963 uh and then and then we have your your shot you're talking about here Brian when they're walking up the steps um see people kissing on each other and then the shortest sex scene uh to ever occur occurs upstairs without being seen uh, I remember watching the commentary with Jamie Lee Curtis on this, and she was like, "Oh, if I was that woman, I'd be very dissatisfied based off the length of time that <laughs> took." <laughs> uh, but yeah, now this opening sequence is so good, um, and I love how uh, the clown mask kind of makes it an appearance when he like pretends to put it on his face and like kiss on his girlfriend. 
Um, right. Yeah, it's cool. I, and that comes back again, you know, a couple movies later. Uh, but yeah, this this movie's literally everything. Do you guys have a, a favorite uh, sequence from or sequence or scene uh, from this film? I really like when Tommy's trying to freak out Lindsay while they're watching TV. Lindsay, and then, Lindsay, he, and then he looks across the street. And sees the it's real like, shit fuck. happening <laughs> yeah. and then freaks out that that's and and she's like, I believe you, Tommy. <laughs> He's like, like screaming even though you're trying so, to fuck me out. So you know, it's like that little yeah. kid thing where they're just like on the level. And yeah, yeah that's cool. That just feels real somehow. I, I love that. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's a good scene. Matt, what about you, man? Do you have a, a favorite? Uh, uh, my. When Lori Strode's running across the street, like she just got, has seen all the murders or the aftermath. Yeah. And then that music kicks on and it's like that, that tone that's, it's almost like a heartbeat. Yeah. And she's trying to get help. Like that whole sequence of just like coming from like that awful place. And then like that thing is going to do that to you and you're trying to get away. Like to me, that's like a really iconic scene and no one helps her. Yeah. No one. Well, what do you mean? Why are you turning your lights off? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Just go be a murder victim. That whole, the sound design on that whole kid doing something like, yeah. God damn. (laughs) That whole, that whole, uh, sequence the sound design on it is so so well done like the way she's screaming and um matt you're you, to your point the the score the way it kicks in there with those those deep like heartbeat things and then it has that like ring kink 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 uh like the high pitch thing happening in the background mm-hmm. too it's it's really well done but jamie do you have a favorite to uh i i don't know i have a couple i, I love um linda and bob and like oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah the ghost the scene i love that yep. so much uh it's just so like <clears throat> there's not that's one of those things that's like so fun and it's like michael myers is not a fun funny guy obviously but like that to me is just so like imagine him putting that on like this is gonna be fucking funny yeah you know like <laughs> get the glasses over to, the top of to his sheet like, <laughs> on top of his mask yeah like carrying two yeah. beers with like go- yeah if you like- really think about it it's how it could even see <laughs> right the well whole thing you know because like now it's it's like you <laughs> go to see a movie true, in baby. 3d and then wearing 3d glasses on top of your glasses feels like the nerdiest shit in the universe but then he's wearing a ghost sheet on top of his mask and With the dead glasses. guy's glasses yeah. on top of his mask and it's like <laughs> i'm gonna get this check like this <laughs> so good but also i love they had to edit out him laughing like <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love uh, when John, um, this is ridiculous. <laughs> when her and Annie are driving to go babysit, and you know they leave the hardware store, and they they're essentially driving to their doom. You know, like I always love that scene when it's like it's daylight, and then it's just dark all of a sudden. Yeah, and uh, that that Smoking transition grass. happens yeah. fast. So my that's sort of ancillary to my my favorite scene, I think. Um, but I I don't know. I'm I get really sad, so this is going to be like a very long-winded explanation that I'll has expect nothing less. Very little to do with Halloween, but uh, okay. So like, if I read the Harry Potter books, 
the seventh book I always avoid reading when I go through the series again because I get so fucking sad when it ends, right? Like, I just don't want it to be over. So I don't like when stories end. I don't like when movies end. I like the the journey that happens in the middle. Like, that's my, mm-hmm. my yeah, bread and butter. I'm that same way. So the, the parts of this film that happen during the daylight, like, um, and those are the parts I watched with my daughter today, yeah. uh, quite honestly, is the girls coming out from school. Uh, having their dialogue. Hey, is that Devon Graham? Uh, the car going up the street, them yelling at him. Uh, John Carpenter bringing in more bags of leaves to blow around and cropping out palm <laughs> trees in the background, right? Like that whole thing, that whole dialogue, like the relationship with the friends, uh, the daytime stuff, the preparation. They're talking about what they're going to do that evening. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically like an episode of Gossip Girl, so maybe that's fucking what I should be watching instead of this. But like, I, I, I love that so much, um, and I love, I love what that builds about this film because like you start to create this like character um, relatability, and I feel like this movie yeah. did that so well. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's be honest. We watched that movie. Like, what fucking character in that movie do you relate to? I, I know. Well, that, you know, I, I hate even saying it. You know, because it, it, you you sound so foul, but like the guy in the wheelchair is the most annoying person. No, he's and incredibly annoying. He's like, whiny and you don't want to be that guy that be like that. The handicapped person. I want him <laughs> to die first. You don't Every, ever want to think that. that guy Matt, but that that's movie. actually like what happens Matt, to, to people be fair, who watch that movie. They're like, listen, listen, to be fair, the. <laughs> I may have canceled myself. No, no, your bias is not against people in wheelchairs because the guy in Friday 13th part two is the complete opposite. Like that's the one you want. That's the final guy. You want him to fucking live. He's badass. He's hardworking. No, I'm not going to smoke weed because I'm training for the Olympics and I will fucking walk again. Whereas we've got the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre who's not. The the point is there's no relatability to those characters. Whereas in this film, they do that. Um, You feel for Loomis because he he has this emotional connectivity to, to Michael Myers. You feel for mm-hmm. Lori because she's the archetype of uh, the introvert that likes to study and not hang out. Um, you, you, you feel for like you, everyone has their, their thing and it's super yeah. relatable and talking to our parents or our aunts about when they saw this movie the first time, they were like, yeah, no, we loved that movie so much because it came out when we were that age. Like we were those kids. We were, we were, and that's why, I think we love Scream so much because Scream was for us what this movie was for our our parents and our aunts and uncles. Um, so it's fair, yeah. I didn't pick. I I know I said I was going to be a long winded answer, and it, and it is. But my uh, my scene that I oh like, you did it you did it. My scene I like is anything with the <laughs> daytime. <laughs> Wait, well, say it again. The scene I choose is any any scene any, during any, the daytime. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it sets up, like, I think that's why uh, this movie is still well-liked, is it sets up these characters that you actually give a shit about, and you want to see them, like, get out of the situation, you know? And I think the only way to do that is to actually create characters that you give a shit about, that you, like, want to see succeed, you know? Yep. Well, there's something that watching Halloween 1 and 2 kind of really set the two of them apart, right? Because there's this thing they teach you in writing class where things have have to connect or it's doesn't matter. Like what you're doing doesn't matter. So in Halloween 2, 
why is he killing people? Oh, because it's the sister. Oh, be, oh, he's back there to kill the sister. Oh, okay, writer, high five. <laughs> Fuck that. In Halloween 1, they that moment could have been could have been the house that she's babysitting at was the house he grew up in. Ah, that's why he's, oh, yeah, that, no. But that's not what's interesting about it because it's, he comes back home and it's the activity of the neighborhood that makes him interested. And now he spirals outside of that to, that could just be the house down the street that you don't know anything about. That's what makes that interesting. But from the screenwriter's standpoint, you know, that kind of doesn't fly because they would force you to do that thing where, oh, there's that connection and he's, she's babysitting in the house he grew up in. And that's kind of where it starts deviating, right? It's not interesting anymore. Halloween 2 absolutely embraces that mistake because I'm sure that was probably a criticism of the first movie. Wow, there's just no reason for this. Yeah. And I think that you don't, but those but that's why it's scary. Is because it's it's the stranger yeah. thing. It's because yeah. you were home. And right? those yeah. those yeah, yeah. people are just not why like they just don't get it. <laughs> you right. know. Well, and, and that's what Carpenter ha- wanted too, which is why he made Halloween three, because he was like, No, I wrote this with the intent of anthologizing these installments basically all centered around the holiday not around the central character and right. obviously the Akkad family had a different <laughs> agenda when they hired mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes fucking oh, yeah they wanted five money later right they wanted um, all the monies yeah so super interesting but do, do you guys uh, have a favorite kill from uh, Halloween the first Oh man, the the fog on the inside of the car. Dude, that's mine. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a good one. How many you times know, do you, you walk you can around? Just see her working through it, you know, and and it's it's totally earned. You see her following it around, and you know, she just kind of comes back in the car. What's this? You know, no yeah. keys, please. Oh, what's this? Super funny aside, right? Like, you guys know the angry video game nerd, James Rolfe? Yeah. Okay. Definitely know that. He ran some bizarre social experiment, I don't know, 10 years ago, where he figured out, like, the timeline of Halloween 1 and 2. And he started a fake Twitter account as Michael Myers... Just broke out of a hospital, also found a smartphone. And then like great. nobody knew that it was him. It, it was just like, <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Michael Myers is live tweeting Halloween on Halloween, right? So he was tweeting like the events of Halloween 1 and 2 in the timeline of that it was going on. <laughs> and then he realized it was like 16 days. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it started the day before or no, two days before when he broke out and then continued it. And like, I was following it because like, oh shit, this is interesting. And I was like, hey man, like, how do you keep that mask on? (laughs) At Halloween two, like at like 1.30 in the morning of Halloween night. So I guess November 1st, right? Because like, 
you're a kid. You've, you've got the mask on. You're getting swamp mask, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how do you keep that on without like getting your you're face getting all swamp steamed mask. up? Oh. He's like, I don't know, man. It's getting real nasty. But anyway, so it came out and it was funny. But like the last tweet was like, ah, burning alive. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Um, Matt, do you have a favorite kill from the uh, original? Man, I don't know. Like, is it Annie? I, it could be Annie. Uh, I mean, that's like the probably the most iconic one. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It's I got to say something, and this this is kind of why it's like clouding my judgment. I'm picking like a favorite now. Is because of like Halloween kills, and over the course of like the last ten movies, it's like we're also kind of rooting for Michael Myers to be a killer, right? That's what we're rooting for. Oddly enough, he's such a fucking psycho now that I no longer can sympathize with that. Right. So it's hard for me to like, cause I've had like now this like shift in like what I think about Michael Myers. Right. So now it's hard to be like, yeah, I like it when he killed that person when I'm like, he is so damn brutal. We're rooting and for uh, the embodiment, the actual embodiment deaths. of evil now that they always talk about in the other movies. But I it had never come to fruition until now. So now it's like it has like refocused like the lens on how I look at certain aspects of these movies. So if that makes sense. So do I? I, I mean, I, iconic is probably the guy pinned to yeah, the was, wall yeah. Bob. where he comes out. Yeah. And then does the head tilt. Yeah. You know, which was, I, I would right? say that's iconic. That was, that was not even scripted, right? The tilt, the head tilt. No. Yeah. Oh, Nick Castle. Yeah. Improvise. Jamie, you have, you have a favorite kill? Yeah. Brian, you want to say my favorite kill since you already did? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to hear you say it. No, too late. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> so it's uh, and, and, Bob. Yeah. He did the whole, Brian stole it all, the whole head thing. God damn it. It's all good, Brian. <laughs> well, you know, and God what's damn. great about that <laughs> is that he does it because it was an original thing, you know, just look at him. And I have seen, we said this on our podcast and, and I think in our Halloween Kills episode, I have seen so many shitty independent films <laughs> steal that. Yeah. And it, it never looks good. No. It always looks like a dog where it's just like, what did you put in my dish? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it always looks fucking stupid. <laughs> and watching this again for the first time in, in a long time, because I've m- murdered the movie for myself. Yeah. Because I've seen it so many times. Watching it again for the first time in so many times, it still plays. Yeah, it does. Because there's still just a, a natural curiosity to it and to kind of dovetail on what matt was saying about halloween kills not to go into that movie too much i think my favorite scene in that is when michael is stabbing the knives into the husband and we're seeing it from the point of view of the dead wife on the floor as she's dying slowly it's a great iteration on that because he's kind of like, not enough. Boom. Mm, One more, you know, 
And it, it kind of shows you that there is a thought process, but they don't let you in on the thought process, you're which keeps it, it scary. You're watching it through her. Yeah. Through her lens. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it, it's iterative in a way that doesn't take away anything that came before. And that that's what I really like about that scene. Well, that's one of the things I don't like about too, is that it's like, Oh, he's trying to kill his sister. You know, mm-hmm. and suddenly it's like, well, I'm not related to this family. I got nothing to worry about. You yeah, know, wait, he's you, not going to be in the bushes outside my house. So. Yeah. Do you go? <laughs> he's, he's not really. Oh, my last name's Byers. It's not Myers. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> do you guys like Halloween too? I I mean, I do, but there's still I problems it. with it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. You, right, Brian, you love it, Brian. Why do you love I it? I do. Yeah. You know, I I was talking about this with a friend of mine who was super down on part two because, I I don't know, he he had all these reasons. And there's something about a hospital, a school, to a lesser extent, an airport, you know, all these buildings that are overflowing with life during business hours and then you come back and they just have this different quality, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and his thing was like, well, Haddonfield Memorial, just like, what kind of hospital is this? But he's never been there for a family member after hours, right? Until his wife came birth. And then it was like, Oh, it's so quiet and weird now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then it took on a whole different meaning for him. So that's what Jamie and I also love about the, uh, I don't want to speak for Jamie, but I'll speak for me. I love Halloween too, because the hospital's quiet and insular and Mm -hmm. it has this, this quality of isolation to it, which Carpenter does in all of his films in a variety of different capacities. But that's what I love about it. And that's the, the one thing I can say about Halloween kills specifically that frustrated me was they fucking ruined my hospital. They yeah. had all these idiots that were basically from a, uh, a political rally in the, in the foyer, like get out of my hospital. It's supposed to be quiet in here. Way too bright. Mm-hmm. Way too many people too too bright, too many yeah. people. Um, yeah. And Jamie, and I like television kills. Uh, don't get me wrong, but that was the one thing for sure that I took note um, where, where we were like, yeah, too many people the mob in itself but then in the hospital yeah get out of my place yeah get out get out (laughs) get out um evil dies tonight do you guys have a yeah that was yeah that's fair do you guys have a favorite cast of characters like in an in a sequel i'm not to we'll get to that i'm not asking your favorite sequel but do you have another cast of characters that you love um oh like the friend group yep um i think uh for me it's four uh to be quite honest actually i don't even know why because now that i'm really thinking about it it's like i hate them all yeah the main character (laughs) i like but then like all the other ones are just like obstacles to overcome yeah (laughs) they're terrible and halloween five is even worse h2o probably yeah Yeah. that's actually a better one. one Yeah, yeah, H2O is better. I'm with you, Brian. Yeah. Do you want me to come sit next to you? Can I come to the computer? <laughs> you can I, wear the mask. <laughs> look, was, what if you turned around I was sitting next to you with my arms crossed just wearing that mask? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, H2O I'm with you. H2O is a good one, yeah. H2O is a good one. But I I like yeah. four. I mean, I feel like Rachel would be great to be around. I feel like Jamie would be great to be yeah. around. I feel like... Uh, but, but those are the outliers. That's what Matt was saying, where it's like you've got that one character where you're on board with, and then everyone else is insufferable, <laughs> especially in Halloween 5. <laughs> I will yeah, say they though, really that, crank uh, it up to eleven with that one. I love the beginning. Well, I guess I just do crazy things because I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. I love the beginning of Halloween Five though. Like yeah. when Rachel's still alive and Tina and Rachel are kind of like I don't know. I like that. But yeah. then yeah, mm-hmm. the rest. Oh my god, dude. Mm-hmm. And Brady. Brady in part four, like the whole Vincent drug gang. Love all those guys. Fuck off, Wade. But it's so good when uh, <laughs> when Brady dies because like he has his moment of redemption. It's kind of like he does a little. It's arc. honestly like Halloween Kills, pretty comparable, right? Because Brady's a big also time happens D. on the uh, the staircase too. So I guess yeah. that was probably a, yeah, yeah an homage. But uh, yeah, no, dude, Brady is a D. And I know we've talked about this, but I I will talk about it again <laughs> when <laughs> when she goes to tell Brady like, hey. um, my sister's babysitter broke uh, broke her leg. Like I got to babysit tonight, and he's like, "What? When did you it's find out about this, Rachel?" Now, Rachel. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, if calm, I calm down, unibrow. Like, <laughs> had I called you this morning, were you gonna fucking break up with me over this and like find another date? Like, did is this really disrupting your yeah, day this much? Their relationship yeah. ended so fast because it was like, was wait a minute, do. you have yeah. a family emergency? I guess we're broken. Not, yeah. but I'm going to go sleep with somebody else now. Well, it's funny, yeah. too, what? because the whole time she's like, she's really pushing that um, that narrative of like. She you know, tells like, her mom, I, basically, I'm going to bang this guy tonight. Yes. During breakfast. She's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, now. Do you want me Bra- to not get married now, mom? She goes, Brady was yeah. going to make a commitment tonight. Like, he's not going to give you a ring, Rachel. Yeah. You're telling yeah, your mother this. Five story house. <laughs> Yeah. He'll he'll find someone else. He'll be fine. We were just talking oh, about too how yeah. shitty the dads are in all the Halloween films. Uh except all for, of them. Except yeah. except for except for the Rob Zombie remake. Not the, not the stepdad in the beginning, but the, the father of uh the Jamie character. Um he doesn't look like he would smoke, but he smokes and he's like a good dad, a good husband. Yeah, he he's the only non redneck character in, in the that whole movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Rob Rob was like, "Hey, can you do that, but just be shitty?" And the guy was like, "I I don't just, know how to do that. Just be so, shittier, yeah. yeah. Put uh, some mud on him or something." Yeah. All right, let's jump back to Halloween two real quick. <laughs> um, can we talk real quick? So I just bought, or my wife bought me for our anniversary, the Haddonfield uh, Memorial Hospital jacket. Uh, from Fred nice. Greggs. Yeah. So it That's has cool. interchangeable name tags on it. One says Jimmy, <laughs> one says Bud. Okay. Which one do you wear most? So Jimmy is our uh is our kind of sweetheart, doe-eyed, uh kind-hearted guy. Bud is the antith- antithesis of that, right? He's the I wanna I wanna bang the nurse and uh, (laughs) Bud's finger needs a little therapy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I I don't think Bud was ever a good person. He's just someone kind of skating through life, you know, from one thing to another. And and that that exchange he has with the nurse when she's like, Every other word out of your mouth is hell or shit or damn. And he was like, I'm sorry, I guess I just fuck up all the time. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, that's funny. There, there was a great bit on uh, Monster Vision, TNT Monster Vision, when they played Halloween 2, when the censors came in and got it. And I, I don't remember what it was, but Joe Bob was like, I, I guess everything he says is just hell or hell or damn all the time. <laughs> hell or hell or damn. And he's like, I'm sorry, I guess I just hell up all the time. Damn. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you guys had to have a name tag on, who would you have, Jimmy or Bud? Jimmy. Yeah, I think Jimmy as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be Jamie, a Bud. make it unanimous. I, I see Jamie. Jamie's sitting in a hot tub next to me. Come like, sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing grace. I, I, I love this movie. That whole introductory piece to like when things are getting set um like none of this movie happens during the day i guess except for the very very end um which is kind of like the end of scream when like the sun's coming up and Mm -hmm. uh you know ambulances there and whatnot and oddly enough my wife said the other day where's that ambulance driving to because she like leaves in an ambulance from the hospital and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know where they're going. Well, I the next hospital because all the doctors are dead. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Place where they can I, I think it's a great companion piece. You know, it, it has a fantastic look to it. That even though the story isn't quite as interesting as the first film, it still looks great. Picks up right there when it the first one leaves off. You got the same actors there and all the character and atmosphere is there. So if you could just kind of, yeah, story. Okay. But the ingredients are there. And and I think it's, um, you know, kind of just good visual junk food for, you know, the, the first one is like the meal and this is like tastes great, less filling, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Matt, but that like- burn at the end though. I feel like that you burns disagree. Pretty Matt. amazing. Yeah. Matt, do you disagree? Yeah. You, you're not big on this movie. Oh, I like it. But um, I got to say, man, after the like the most recent Halloween movies, it's like I'll go to the first one, then like 2018 and then kills like it. Like for me, these new movies are like streets above the Halloween movies that came before it. And the, and I have loved these movies. I am looking at multiple copies that I have on my shelf of all of them, right? In different formats. So, yeah, for me, it's like, yeah, I don't know if this would be a go-to anymore. It was, but now, you know, we got 2018 and Halloween Kills, you know? You, you got an upgrade. Not all of yeah. us did, but you got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's interesting, too, because, like, does... H2O ignore Halloween 2? I I don't think so. Because H2O embraces the fact that Lori understands that her brother is a culprit, right? Right. And clearly no one acknowledges 3 ever in the franchise. Uh, Up up until this most recent film. I heard about Um, these two fools in Santa Mira. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, uh, just banging away in a motel. <laughs> no, I, I think, but I think, uh, she acknowledges that fact. You know, she tells the story, uh, when she's with her boyfriend, Lori does about, you know, um, right. About the lore 
you know, of what happened mm-hmm. uh, on Halloween night. Uh, so I, I do. I think it's part of the, the lineage there is is 1, 2, and then H2O. Which is why I love H2O so much, honestly. 2018 absolutely does not, though. And, no. And, it, and Halloween it, Kills firmly establishes that because of following up with he was arrested shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. No, it's like a hard cut from yeah. like one to 2018 right. to kills. Like yeah. it's like we're disregarding everything. When I saw the trailer for the 2018 one, I was like, oh, are they including this Halloween 2 in it? But no, they weren't. It was just kind of like a, a little bit of a play out of words in the trailer, the original trailer. Well, I guess that goes back to what you want it to be, right? Because like it could have been 1 2 2018 or 1 2018 kills ends. <laughs> but you kind of can't cut that off right there without the new trilogy and just accepting that for what it is anymore, right? Like if they hadn't made kills, maybe you could have consider that a separate timeline but um certainly not anymore yeah i i love h2o i really do which means you love resurrection right <laughs> i do not love resurrection <laughs> <laughs> don't love resurrection resurrection's fine enough to have you know i'd rather have it than not have it but it's fun to like, I don't know, watch, like make fun of, you know. It's also fun to just like have on and not agree pay yeah. attention to. I don't mind. I don't mind it in that in like in the pantheon of things where I can just kind of put it on and yeah, it's just do shit. It's over there. Yeah, but H two O, Steve Miner directed. Man, like he he did. I did watch H two O, um, again for this. You know, watched it with the box set again for this. I, I mostly like it. I, I My main criticism of H2O is I just wish that it didn't end quite as fast when it got to the school because, yeah. and, and I think I said this in, in our text there, that, um, you know, I, I think the first Friday the 13th where the camp sustained so well action suspense when Alice was all alone. And I just, I really wish that slow burn h2o got to the school and did something a little bit more with that setting because there were cool sequences that they cut and the the only one that i know of off the top of my head and i don't know if they kind of cheated it when hartnett and michelle williams was you know getting slashed through the yeah 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 you know the uh through the gate the the iron gate there um there was a sequence where michael was chasing the kids through through the gym and you know hydraulic press he he closes it on them as they're going it through through the gates and then so michael's on one side your death's on the other and that was cool, but that just didn't make it into the movie, whatever the uh, limitations were. I don't know. But it, it just feels like 65 minutes and then 15 minutes 
yeah. at school were overdone. Yeah. And um, that's what I wish they could have kind of like captured with the Halloween 2. Yeah, the reason you love Halloween 2 is the amount of time that occurs in that atmosphere, in that environment. It starts off nighttime and you spend the entire time in the hospital. It's a very, very slow burn. Uh, right. Yeah. So if, if we would have had just a little bit more of that, and you know, I never really thought of that until you said that to us this week. And then I watched it and then I rewatched it. I just had it on in the background when I was working on something uh, for mm-hmm. work today. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Like it really, it wraps quickly. It's kind of a sprint at the end. Yeah. Um, but if we, if we could, I would be totally remiss not to mention this. Okay. Hello, Cool J. Big round melon breasts. breasts. When he says that fucking line, honestly, I every time it does not matter. You could just tell me like, "Hey, man, it's terminal. You've got like three more hours." I'd be like, "All right, let's get that. Let's get that going. Let me watch that at least one more time." I love his wife in the background too. Oh god! What? I want to see what shit uh, Tanya fell for. The same line that you did. Yeah. Like I, they're. Uh, his his character is great i don't um i don't think he's an amazing actor necessarily uh but i think he does such a good job in this better than buster rhymes oh dude the buster rhymes character is actual shit Mm. (laughs) and how do you dangertainment honestly dude it's like they were like all right how do we go and tyra banks and all that yeah (laughs) yeah well you know just just to give uh ll his moment here this weekend, he this weekend we're recording this. He's being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, he's, in, so he's in I don't know because it's Mama's so knock you out. I guess who the fucking cares, right? My, you know, my hat's <laughs> like a shark's fin, but you know, good for him. You know what? He's in Cleveland, so Jamie and I are going to show up in uh in security guard uniforms, waiting outside for autographs. He's going to be like, can you? Get these two dudes to quit saying big round melon breasts. Uh, I need these guys. Oh my God. If he signed something for me and it said, John, My hat is like a shark's fin. I love your big round melon breasts. Oh LL. My God. Dude, I need that framed. I need it. I need it. I need you would it. have to. Yeah. I feel um, like he'd be side eyeing you the whole time he was signing it. Oh God. Like you nerd. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, Let's talk about franchise at large a little bit. Jamie, you had a question. So best friend group. Um, I, we kind of talked about, I think it was unanimously H2O, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, again, I have to just say that I love four and five. I love the there's one parts I love. Yeah. yeah. I love some of the characters. Some of them are, like you guys said, unbearable. The party um, at the farm is fun. Yeah. yeah. How can you not mm-hmm. love that? Um I, I do love Rachel's relationship with like, you know, I know she's a terrible sister to Jamie, but I love that whole relationship. Um, I love the Vincent drug scene. So I love yeah. all those characters, but yeah, I'd yeah. say as an overall, like H2O is probably the next best to the original as far as the cast of characters. Yeah. Like, you know, like them in the, with the dumb waiter, that whole scene, dude. Um, yeah. Like that's intense downstairs. Yeah. Like that little like Halloween scene he has set up for her. Like I love all that. Um, so Steve Miner, uh, Steve, I know you're listening. Um, the answer is yes, we will allow you to be on the podcast. So Steve, can't wait to have you well, on. Well, Kevin Williamson had a little hand in uh, that one too. Oh, and Kev. Yeah. Um, yeah. I call him Kev. So that's fine. Kev, Kev. 
Kev, Kev. Uh, like yes. I love when the girls are in the dorm room and like Scream 2's on. Oh, dude, it's so good. Because there's a lot of uh, connections with Scream 2. With and I know movie. we've talked about this too, but when... And when he's like, oh, I can't tell you, I'm having I my nipples pierced. I remember watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the day. And then I really H2O will. was like the new movie coming out. Dawson's Creek is the fo- the show that follows that. And then Michelle Williams is on there. Here's our sneak preview of <laughs> this new movie oh that's God. coming out. But, uh, all right, so. I, I'd say it's almost easier to say, hey, let's do the favorite and then. If it's not one. Okay, what's your favorite that isn't one? Yeah, what's your yeah. favorite sequel? Yes. 2018. All right. I swear to God. <laughs> like, I, I, I think if it wasn't. Matt, are you sure? Yeah. No, I loved it. I love it. I love where this is going. Like, the, I love where they're taking this. Like, the changes and, like, like, the kind of mythology of everything. Yeah. The changes to the characters. Yeah. I'm down. And, I'm and ready for it. They're reintroducing things because this is like the real, you know, Michael Myers or whatever. And or, uh, all right, you you better fucking land the plane with Halloween ends. That's yeah. All yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it just I hope it doesn't like, you know, it's not like you know other other movies I hate. You know that have ended mm-hmm. a trilogy. So wait, <laughs> yeah. So, so Matt, I if, have a question for you. If you are on an airplane. Uh huh. And the window just popped next to you. And on the left, you're sitting in the middle. On the left side Jesus of you. Jesus Christ, this is dark. There's a gremlin on, on the wing. <laughs> There's a gremlin on the ring that just uh, pulled the window out. No, on the left seat, there's Halloween 3. And on the right seat, there's Halloween 2018. And you can, one of them's your parachute. You're taking Halloween 2018? Yeah. All right. Over Halloween 3? Yeah. All right, man. Dude, like, I love. Halloween 2018 like I was blown away that like this was a like a direct sequel to it and then with Halloween kills I did not expect it you know to and then going I'm sorry like sorry to ramble a little bit but like going back because I after Halloween kills I watched like Halloween 2018 I'm like wow that like it ties really well into Halloween kills and then I rewatched Halloween and the over like arcing sense of everything now is like this huge scope of this awful tragedy. It's like got a different connotation yeah, than it yeah, than Halloween sure. has had before for me. Well, yeah, they they define Michael as basically like a poison that creates a. He's, yeah. he's more of a concept and a fear factor, like physical or not. You know, hence the. Mm-hmm. Angry not mob, evil dies tonight. <laughs> evil dies tonight, right? Um, so I think that yeah. they're just D- saying dumb mob guy. <laughs> yeah. Dumb mob guy. I I think that their their whole thing there is um look, this is like a almost a pandemic proportion. I think it was reflective of the time um to a certain extent mm-hmm. too. Uh so I think I think that was part of it, which which I and don't get me wrong, like Jamie and I, I think, both really enjoyed Halloween Kills, probably more than 2018. Um, we liked it. Oh, wow. But I'm, I'm not going to not take Halloween 3 if it's sitting next to me. Uh, you can, I could leave Halloween 3 behind pretty easily. Sorry. It's all right, man. Hey, you <laughs> like what you like. Brian, what, uh, 
what what movies are on the seats next to you and which one are you taking? Well, I I think I would take Halloween 2018 uh, over Halloween 3. You, even though as we talked about last year in that very good episode we did. What the fuck, guys? Um I I don't I what? don't dis, I don't dislike Halloween 3 for what it is. Um I'm I, I'm actually No, I, I really set that up. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you tried fault. your best, you know, but better than you have tried to <laughs> kill me on those things. Oh yeah, Brian. Um, even if 2018 let, weren't a, a a movie, you still would probably take four over three. <laughs> let me sabotage myself for a minute here because I made a really cool movie in 2017 called Soul Survivors, which was very much about a lot of the similar themes of people who survived a particular legendary serial killer. It was more jokey and everything, but it's a 20 minute movie versus a new trilogy and all. And we obviously didn't have a hundred million dollars to make these movies. Sure. I'm a little salty only in the sense where here's this idea. And then now people like, if I ever did the feature film version of that, People just be like, oh, you're just ripping that off. And it's like, well, God damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did this, you know, it was in the pipeline two years before. Um, I wrote the song but, first. Taylor Swift just did it a little better for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in the same sentence, though, it, it's also kind of nice because you think like, oh, hey, you know, people at the highest levels of Hollywood are doing these things. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of a validation. It's a cool concept. Even though yeah. people think, you know, your thing's a ripoff now, even though you did kind of <laughs> first in a smaller way. But even though you invented um, it. Yeah. I I like I do like Halloween three for what it is. I, I think that its blessing and its curse is that it's Halloween three, you know. Yeah. Because people talk about it where it's a black sheep but if it wasn't the black sheep i don't know if it would be as well remembered as it it, it is because people have to talk about it yeah it's and i feel like it got halloween really, three it got know? really popular <laughs> i feel over the past like 10 15 years um yeah yeah a lot, a lot of pop culture archaeology yeah People discovering the amazingness of Tom Atkins for being Tom Atkins. Oh God! I mean, what's not um, to like there? So, do you? Have, I, so, what's your favorite? I sequel? still think. Back as, to the question. As a movie, one of those two, I would pick 2018. Um, but let's discount that, right? Let's 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 push that out of the window. It got sucked out of the window. I reached for it, didn't happen. Okay. Um, I I would pick two or four. Two or four. Okay. Yeah, I I like the atmosphere of both of them, even though I kind of hate all the characters. Sure, but sure. I I think they're objectively like good movies, good atmosphere, and um, you know, Halloween Five doesn't deliver on that. I would pick Halloween Two. You're going two. All right, so Brian's going two. You know, I feel like I would have to pick either Halloween Two for. Six or H two O. 
This comes down to ranking the franchise, which is impossible. Everything but part eight. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that's five. fair. That's so five's all not of that's there. fair. So I actually was late to loving four the way I do. And I know mm-hmm. we talk about them a lot, but um, the guys from Alone in the Dark really, because I always viewed four and five as made for TV movies, basically, that happened on sci-fi during, you know, 31 days of Halloween, right? Like that was in my mind. I was like, okay, those play back to back like 46 times a year. And I, I see the movie in like, eight minute increments at a time. Like I'd watched them, you know, but like my relationship with those movies was really resigned to, I see those in the fall only in October in very disparate, uh, sittings throughout the course mm-hmm. of the month. Right. Yeah. And I never, I always got them confused. I still do to this day, um, with like what scenes happen in what films, but you just kind of look at the mask and re- that kind of dictates it. Um, so I always just had like, you know, a, not the greatest relationship with those two films. Um, but listening to Mike and Maddie talk about it, I was like, you know, I'm going to really revisit this over the past couple of years. And I've really, really, really come to love four uh, a lot um, and appreciate five more than I used to. But two and H2O, you know, growing up in the Scream era, uh, the faculty and H2O were such prominent uh, films for me so i know it's kind of ridiculous to say like hey h2o might be my favorite sequel um and i like it more than halloween 2 and 3 uh but i you know i i don't know this is almost impossible to, for me to pick so um because of today i watched halloween 2 i'll say halloween 2 but tomorrow it's four and the day after that it's uh six and the day after that it's h2o and then next month it's where does three. resurrection fit in Wow. It doesn't. Resurrection <laughs> sits right on top of the Rob Zombie films where I rest my feet. Yep. And also yeah. where yeah. my cat's shit. Two is a great companion piece. It it looks great. You got that Dean Cundy look. You know, a lot of the same mm-hmm. characters involved, even though Laurie's sidelined. It, it just feels like a good companion piece, and it ends. You know, so you got that bookend. Halloween 4 is a good movie. Terrible mask. Yeah. I hate kind of a, George. I hate George Wilbur in that because he's he's a linebacker. You've been in a coma for ten years. Yeah, but also kind of geriatric. You know, our buddy Gavin Moore said he's like, I got something con- contentious to say, but I love the mask in Halloween Four. He's my favorite. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that is contentious, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and five has a worse mask. I mean, arguably, the worst. Yeah. It, it's a bad okay, hairstyle. It's, it's a bad sculpt. Um, um, so wait, so Matt, you're 2018. It's mm-hmm. shot better <laughs> so, than part four, but the lighting is worse. So the atmosphere doesn't have it. It's like four and five are just not a complete package. Any way you put it together. It's weird because they were shot Six. in the same same area. Yeah. Yeah. Utah, right? Uh, Salt City, yeah. Uh, yeah. Park City, Utah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Salt Lake City, yeah. <laughs> Salt City, <laughs> Salt uh, Park City, yeah. yeah one of one of the combinations. <laughs> little Morton, way off. <laughs> Halloween Six was as well, and and that's probably the best looking piece of garbage. I have ever seen until mm-hmm. the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. 
which looked great, but God, was that a bad movie? So I got to say, I I do like part six, and I I also the producer's cut of that is fun too. Um, which I think Jamie and I both bought maybe year before last. Yeah, I, I, I remember bought, I, bought I bought that box ago, set yeah. just to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I like part six. I have a the special relationship because it was the first one I saw, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I also love Paul Rudd and that movie feels atmospherically very Halloween. Uh, the beginning, that guy that really, again, shitty dad chopping down the thing. I've had enough oh of this God. Michael Myers bullshit. It's I like, love that part. Yeah. Have your stroke already, bud. That you, guy. You're shit. Um, but chubby ginger. Fuck. <laughs> Um, all right, so Matt, you're 2018. Brian, you're you're two. I am two, three, four, six, and H2O. And Jamie, what's yours, man? Three. You're three. Uh, three, four, and then H2O. Three, four, H2O. That's as close as I'll ever get to ranking them. I think it's tough. <laughs> One, two, three, four, six, H2O. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, this was a fucking blast. Why don't you guys do a final plug here? Uh, we have something pretty exciting um, going on in, in your world, right? You've got something cool to plug uh, that we, we tabled at the onset of this to wait for the end. So what is that? Yeah. So the next episode we're going to record for the Post Credits podcast is kind, kind of a bonanza on Kill Bill you know, so we did all horror October. We do a lot of horror movies in general because we're nerds in case you can't tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we did something neat where I actually re-edited Kill Bill 1 and 2 into one movie. And because <laughs> that never sat well with me. What do you mean re-edited? Say that one more time. What do you mean re-edited? Like you took the actual film clips? Yeah, yeah. I, I recorded the whole thing on my computer and then edited them into one movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, it's like, how do I not only make this make sense, but how do I make this a movie that I want to watch? So our next episode is Kill Bill 1 and 2. What do we like? What doesn't work? And then how would I fix it? <laughs> And, That's awesome. And how can people find you guys? Oh, we are on uh, basically every podcast listening platform, but you can find us on our social media platforms at Post Credits on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Well, listen, we are thrilled to celebrate our 50th birthday with you guys. Um, by birthday, I mean episode. And uh, we appreciate you guys, and we're so glad that you came back on. And oh, we can't you. wait to do this again. Oh, this was a pleasure. This yeah, I mean, was awesome. It was like a year ago we had you on for Halloween three. So this yeah. is this is awesome. We'll, we'll, Next year will be Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I mean, ready? we could. I can't wait. Entertainment. <laughs> I'll bring the hate train with me. We appreciate you guys. We hope you have a great Halloween, and uh, we will do this again very soon. And be safe and have fun. And we'll talk to you probably next October. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.